0: Welcome to the Slayer sessions with Shannon and Ananga. Our mission is to wipe out the fear and discomfort of anxiety. Good morning or good afternoon Ananga. I'm really excited that we're here together for round 2 of our interview sessions um, to talk a little bit more about how we came together and some of the work that we're doing to support people around the world to slay their anxiety. So I'm trying to think of um, when you reached out to me the first time, you were the person that brought us together many months ago. That would be a good place to start.
1: Well, um, you kindly left a comment about my blog, and uh, so you popped up on my radar, and I looked you up, and I was interested in your work, and there were a few words in your bio that uh, struck a chord with me. So you were kind of uh, in my awareness zone of people I like to read and see what they're up to. For a long time I'd had this idea of a project where initially it was going to be like a first aid kit specifically for anxiety, sort of emergency techniques that people can use when they want to feel calm. So I had a specific thing in mind that I wanted to do. And I think it was about September, early September last year, I decided to reach out to some blogging friends and uh, get some feedback or see if anybody wanted to partner up and we could bring some tours together. So I approached a few people, about five or six people, and you were the last one I expected to respond because I didn't know you so well and you look like a very busy, successful person. So <laughs> I was really happy when you came back to me and we started to tweet each other backwards and forwards and then some emails started flying. I was immediately inspired by your open heartedness and your energy about the project. So that was an unexpected uh, bonus that we got to hook up and work together.
0: Yeah, it really, really was. I'm, I'm just so grateful that you reached out because um, for, for me, it, it wasn't certainly anything top of mind that I thought I would be doing. But yet, when I really thought about my work and the writing that I'd been doing and my own self work, my own you know, working on slaying my own anxiety and living a more peaceful life, it just all made so much sense, which I think is why I uh, jumped in with both feet and find myself in such a a wonderful place with you because here we are, me in the United States and you in the UK, and we've created this working, air quotes, Mm -hmm. partnership. And in I don't know how many months, six months? Has it been more than that? It's yeah, about six it, months now, yeah. You know, and here we are six months later with um with the blog and podcasts and some yeah. some wonderful tools and, and supportive materials for anxiety slayer listeners and it's all just been very natural and very I don't want to say easy because, I mean, certainly we're investing ourselves in what we're doing. Definitely. But it's it's been a really nice flow.
1: Yeah, I I I look upon it as a really organic thing that's just grown way beyond what I anticipated in my mind. I had a project, a thing that would be there to help. And then when we hooked up and started talking, you came up with the Anxiety Slayer idea, that nice catchy name that people can relate to. Then it just grew into a real ongoing relationship for us and an ongoing collection of tours and things that we want to share, which was way beyond anything I'd anticipated developing. So I'm really, really glad that I reached out to you. And I don't um, put myself out there readily with people. I'm a little shy when it comes to approaching new people. But I really felt strongly that this was something I wanted to do and um, anxiety is a real flag on my priority list of what I want to offer what I want to help other people with so that was what spurred me on to really reach out and try and find somebody to work with where together we could be available to as many people as possible in a supportive a way as possible so here we are six months later a lot of hard work but a lot of laughs and learning as well and thousands of people listening to the podcast and hopefully getting some help and some encouragement and upliftment
0: Yeah, it it really is exciting, and I think probably right now would be a good time to let our listeners know how they can find us, because we, we continue to grow Anxiety Slayer, and you can find us on Facebook. We have a page there. You can find us on iTunes, search for Anxiety, and we'll pop up as one of the top choices. You can find us on Twitter as well, at Anxiety Slayer. And then, of course, on our blog at anxietyslayer.com.
1: Everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what we share in common and the roles that we play individually that really make sense to tie us together as partners with Anxiety Slayer.
1: What really became apparent to me, I mean, first of all, I I really liked your your credentials. (laughs) no, I looked you up and I could see, you know, you had this bohemian thing going on in your bio. And I liked it. It's like, okay, this looks like a really successful, intelligent woman, but she's got this energy about her that I liked. And then I saw yoga and life coach. And I was attracted to the tools you were gathering in your life. And I really respected them. And for me, initially before I knew you they lined up well with what I wanted to do so I was very happy when you responded but very quickly after we started speaking sharing together and developing our initially our working partnership and very quickly after that what's grown into being a very supportive friendship what resonated with me about you was that we both seem to have the thing in common where we put our foot down when things aren't right and Mm. you know when as mothers when it comes to our children we don't take anything that's going to cause them suffering and as individuals if there's stress or there's anxiety or there's a problem we're onto it and I really like that I felt that we were both I'm going to use that word that you say I use we were both congruent about Mm -hmm. sorting stuff out and just not standing for bad stuff building up or things getting left unattended and more than any of Your yoga, my Ayurveda, whatever tools we've gathered together, they're potent tools, and and they're very supportive, there's no doubt. But more than that, our hearts were both united in saying, you know what, we can stop the rot and change. We can change things and move on, and and we're both quite brave about that. And for me, that's where we really clicked.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And for me, when I started to really get to know you a little bit better through your blog and through your writing, which is why I made that comment so many months ago. You have always shown up in a way that is incredibly supportive to anyone that um, has the the blessing of finding you. So for me, it was reading what you had to say and then it was listening to the music that you create and knowing, knowing how, um, how wonderful that would fit into my life as a coach as a woman as as a yoga instructor i love guided meditation i i love the instruments that you play and, and then i just started messing around and finding that you were up to all of these wonderful little projects and i thought wow this could be a really great connection and i also was attracted to you ananga because there's this teaching part of you this um the sage if you will that i knew I could learn more about things like Ayurveda, that I could learn more about this peaceful life that you've created with your family and that I could implement some of what you've already experienced in my life.
1: Well, oh, that's very kind.
0: Thank you. So it's a love fest. It's an anxiety slayer <laughs> love fest.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Support sisterhood thing going on. Yeah, that's great. But it's cool because that's really kind and it encourages me because I really want to show up in what I do. Again, I'm quite a shy person. For me to put my mouth to a microphone and go on iTunes, that's where my EFT skills came in real handy because I went to click that submit to iTunes button so many times and my finger was just freezing. So EFT got me through that and it's like, you know what? I really want to help and if I can help, I'm going to do it. And people will like or not like my flavor and that's fine. Mm. Again, that was something that I really enjoyed about our partnership was that we've got a connection and we've got a common focus, but sometimes I'm a bit serious and a bit heavy about stuff and you're always upbeat and energetic. And I think that's refreshing for people. I try and when we schedule the podcast, I alternate them. So it's Shan one week and me the next and I like how that works. I look upon us as a bit yin and yang together.
0: Mm. Well, and it would be interesting to know what our listeners think about that as well. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's obvious that we're striking a, a chord um, because we are gaining a following, which is which is really exciting. And and um, you know, at the same time, uh, I say that you know, with that kind of like <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're really glad to have a following, and but we really want to help one person at a time. That's and, true. A, you know, as we see it grow, is this what you want? Is what we've come together to do working for you? How can we give you even more of what you think you need? If, I, I guess I'm just always open to suggestion and change. And I think that honestly, one of the reasons why our relationship is as easy as it is is we're just so very open to ideas, and it's very much as, as I like to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. You have a plan, and then we just kind of mesh those things together. And sometimes I have a plan, and sometimes you throw something at you know. It's just yeah. this very free collaboration.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think that that in itself is is a blessing and something that that we should feel really really good about. So we can we can show up and be even more supportive when we're allowing ourselves to have some creative freedom with each other.
1: Definitely. And I think we both keep our egos out of the way of the relationship and we're just open and we respect each other genuinely. And uh, we're not afraid to laugh together. And, you know, if one of us fluffs up on something, we just laugh. and <laughs> It's OK. Yeah. You know? It means I'm not looking over my shoulder and holding back. And I really do want to give whatever I can to help people <laughs> suffering from anxiety. So tell mm. us listeners we have 11,000 very quiet listeners. And uh, I'd like to hear from a few of the people listening out there and see
0: what do you want what do people want to hear? Good point. I hope that we do hear back from our listeners. So I think that now that we've shared Anxiety Slayer Love Festival 2010, <laughs> I think that the thing that we might want to get into next is is a little bit about why anxiety and why do we want to be Supporting people through their discomfort and maybe share a little bit of our, of our own stuff that will allow people to really understand that we're not just motivational cheerleaders or serious professors, that we've actually had our own experiences, and, and we've learned some things through that, and that this is a, a lifetime of choices that propel us forward as, uh, as women who want to be as supportive as we possibly can to people who are suffering. From anxiety
1: yeah definitely Wow, well, that brings up a lot of thoughts mm. um, well, f- for myself I'm a real um, anti-stress and anxiety campaigner, it's a real big deal to me primarily because I see in people such potential to live a wonderful life where we've all got something to share you know, we're trying to share our thing here but everyone's sharing their thing, potentially we all want to share something And as I see it, when we're smothered by stress and anxiety, we just start running around like an anxious hare in the headlights, and we're so caught up in suffering and real, sometimes real dread and real terror that we can't do what we could be doing. We're just crippled by it. Mm. And I see people go for years, and they're just suffering, suffering. And to be honest, it pains me to see people go through that, and I would do anything I can to try and ease it a bit and give them some tools and techniques that can help them. Like I found tools and techniques that have helped me because I know very well what anxiety feels like. I've tasted it. And I'm familiar with it. I've walked with its shadow by my side for much of my life. Mercifully, not so much these days. The shadow's got plenty of sunlight on it and it's not around. But I'm fascinated by how the mind works and how we can work with it. And um, in the Bhagavad Gita, it says that our mind can be our best friend or our greatest enemy. So basically, I'm here to help people let their mind be their friend if I possibly can, if I can be of service in that way.
0: Wow. I love that. I love the comment about teaching people how to make their mind their friend. Very much like you, Ananga, I am fascinated with the mind and have been for a very long time. And what better mind to work on than your own? to witness than your own, to understand that the monsters under the bed are created by your ego and that you can face them. I call the voices in my head, my board of directors and, um, and, and it's an ego mind thing. So as soon as I started to invest some time in relaxation and yoga and being still, and listening to the kind of music that uh, that you create uh, in reading positive novels and just kind of reinventing my environment to be more supportive i could handle mini panic attacks or feelings of dread or little bits of depression um, i could better illuminate and shine a light on on what was going on just purely by witnessing
1: mm.
0: what was going on in my head and then and asking myself, is it real? Because I would be described as a very sunny person, and a part of me really is and, and continues to to shine a much bigger and better light as, as each day passes, but there's a part of me that's extremely dark. And for me, I honor the the light and the dark, But I want to be able to learn how to support myself better and teach other people how to support themselves better when when the darkness shows up, Mm -hmm. because it certainly can show up in all different forms. And and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that you're you're so depressed, you can't get out of bed every day, although it can mean that. Mm -hmm. But there can be just these cycles, these funky cycles that we experience and. And so what can you do when you're in those situations? And so for me, it became yoga. It became guided meditation. It became letting friendships fall away that were toxic. Mm -hmm. It became opening my heart to trust new relationships and to let people in that were sunny and to not be afraid to be exposed uh, for the woman that I really am, both light and dark.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. It's very interesting. And, yeah, I think we've both learned that when you stop and notice what's what's triggering the feelings that you're not so happy with, it's from that point that you get the opportunity to, to change. It's in that witnessing, examining. It's when you give a pause that allows your intelligence to, to look down above the mind from that more more directive, uh, discriminating platform when you, when you let that higher intelligence come in. And, mm. and you said earlier about when the voices are playing up or the feelings are coming in, and, you, and you, you'll tell them, I don't have time for this. Go and sit down over there. You know, now is not the time. And I found myself over recent years also doing that, and uh, it's liberating. It's really amazing because otherwise it's that hair in the headlights thing where we're caught up in the pain and the suffering and we can't get above and beyond it. And the thing is with anxiety, it seems to have this awful momentum Yeah. that you somehow have to stop. And if people can't, then that's why I want to show up and why we're trying to show up and say, it's okay, we can help you stop that. Because when your face is in it, like the hair in the headlights, eventually they're just going to run somewhere and they don't know where they're running and it could be, Into a field and safety, it could be into the jaws of a fox, it could be under a car. And when our minds are in that much anxiety, we can't make good choices, we can't look where we're running, and we can't just stop the craziness and support ourselves and give ourselves what we need. So it's a very valid point you make in that learning to just pause and witness and think, okay, why is this? When I used to suffer from anxiety originally, I was also in it, I couldn't see beyond it. It it was very real and it was wasn't even in my face it was it was me it was everything mm-hmm. and if I have a funky mood on now I just take myself off and stop and I'm like Anunga what is up with you today where's this coming from why do mm-hmm. you feel like this and I kind of stop and question myself about it and usually I can find it and if I can find it I can do something about it like a good mechanic with a car they'll stop and oh, what's this does it need water does it need oil what needs fixing and they can stop and do that and I think it's very liberating when we learn to be our own mechanics, although I'd like to use a more loving term than mechanics, I am a bit more supportive. But it's having the um the space to notice what's going on rather than just being in that awful suffering and feeling that there's no way out. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think we've both had those same experiences, which mm-hmm. which tells me that it's a good thing to try and share with others so they can have those experiences. Because the first time I actually told my mind, shut up. I'm not doing this right now. I was so amazed that it did. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow. It's like a, when you can just tell a dog, hey, sh, and it stops, yeah, it stops right. growling and yapping at you. It's like, God, you actually shut up. That's fantastic. I felt so <laughs> relieved. Like, yes, wow. it is.
0: Well, it's, it's brilliant. And, and if we remember, you know, our mind is a tool. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we're and in control of it.
0: We are in control of it. One of, one of the things that I used to get caught in was the cycle of um, rewind, playback, rewind, playback, rewind, playback. And in reference to really feeling like I was not allowed to ever be out of step, that I needed to show up in such a way that no matter who I touched, no matter who I spent time with, no matter what I did, that I needed to be walking this line. And any time that I didn't walk the line, any time that that I fell off the balance beam, I would ruthlessly beat the crap out of myself (laughs) and then like throw yourself in this shame pit (laughs) and you and you play and rewind and play and rewind and play and rewind and to what good, to what benefit. And I just I remember realizing that 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 would just no longer be a part of of my life that part of being a human being is falling off the beam yeah. part part of part of learning is is making choices that you, that you um, would make differently ha- had you had the chance but in the bigger picture the person that we are the woman that you are today Ananga and that I am today was formed by all of those choices and yeah. and we're amazing we're amazing we're beautiful amazing loving kind creatures
1: And we're doing the best we can. Yeah, we are. We're really, really doing the best we can. And we're hell-bent on continuing to learn and grow. And I've made mistakes, and I've got battle scars. And okay, but what are we supposed to do? You can't do everything perfectly the first time. Right. The the real healing comes when you can look at something and think, crap, I need to do that differently next time. Let's take Mm. a pause. How can I do this differently? Don't need to do that like that again. And then if you Mm. can... Honor the learning and respect yourself that, you know, we don't beat up on our kids when they can't spell or count or whatever they're trying to learn. So many things we have to learn when we're young. We're easy on them. Well, we're still yes. learning too. And adults get scared too. And adults get upset and adults cry too. So, you know, we have to champion ourselves and look after ourselves. You did raise a really interesting, you've raised several interesting points, but one that now you're going to, as you do, Shan, you're going to lead me into doing another whole Ayurveda and anxiety thing because you touched upon how it works in your head when you've set the line and you're not walking the line and how you've learnt to be easy on yourself. Well, that's a very pitta way of dealing with anxiety or dealing with anything in your life where pitta, when it becomes unbalanced through busyness, rushing around, perfectionism, whatever, um, it's tough. Pitta's tough. The pitta mind is very hard on itself. You should do better. You know better than this. Why aren't you showing up? Why are you late? Why are you, you, know, it's hard. It's very self-critical. So Ayurveda offers beautiful support for cooling and nurturing the pitta mind, which also you've learned naturally to do, and that's wonderful to see. Mm. And then is going to have a different kind of anxiety. is going to have a different kind of anxiety. They're going to have different experiences of it different triggers of it, and different reactions or, you know, responses to it. Pitta, they're going to tear themselves off a strip when they feel anxious. or they're going to go and grab a coffee with six sugars and five donuts as a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to sit down and eat and just turn into a really funky couch potato that just doesn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> and Vata, they're just going to go and twitch in a corner. It's like, oh, my God, and they're just going to be quaking and fearful and I don't know what to do and... I'm not good enough. And, you know, not to make light or to try and take the mickey out of those things because I've probably done them all. <laughs> uh,
0: me, me too. I mean, that's that's where my laughter was coming yeah, from, for
1: sure. we can laugh at ourselves. But mm. but just to paint a kind of light overview of, it's okay if that's your response, there's actually a reason for it. And that is a very good clue to how you deal with it. Because bitter mm. anxiety needs to be dealt with differently to the other two. So th- they're all clues. And if we can just learn from ourselves and continue to observe and witness and grow, which is what we're both saying over and over again, take a moment, check in with yourself. What can you do? What can you change? Where can you get help? Then um, that's where we can readjust ourselves and start
0: moving in a better direction. You know, that leads me to uh, something that I have made a part of my life um, for the last, well, at least since I've known you, maybe longer. So I'd say about a year. Um When I settle in for the night and you know, climb in bed and get myself comfortable, I will repeat the day and my experience of the day and the people that I touch during the day, you know conversation or physical presence or coaching or family, you know whatever and From the moment I get up into the moment I get to get to bed, I just kind of run through those experiences and think about what I'm grateful for and in each of those scenarios, and then go back and also assess what I might do differently next time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And not from a place of critical judgment, but from a place of just honestly, again, being aware of the choices that I made throughout the day, the way that I communicated throughout the day, where could I have been, a little less pitta um, if it, you know, if I was out of balance and I was a little bit too sharp or where could I have been a little bit stronger if I was a little bit too easygoing and, and accepting of something that may have served me and the other person better had I been more direct. Um, but I bring this up because then what happens is I have a much more peaceful rest. I I am, I'm falling asleep, thinking about, gratitude and thinking about how I can show up as a better human being the next day. Mm. And it's one of the most supportive rituals that, that I've added to my routine. And it's something that really, really makes a difference in my life.
1: Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I also do the same. And if there's anything that's caused disturbance, I'll try not to sleep on it. I'll try and um, tidy it up with, with one of my favorite techniques. It could be, it could be a variety of things, actually. I guess what happens with us when we, when we again, it's about taking time and noticing, isn't it? What happens when mm. we don't do that is we get like emotional indigestion. Your thing stops the um, kind of like when people eat on the run, and you don't really chew it or swallow it, and you don't know what you've eaten, and therefore you don't digest it. It's not what you eat; it's what you process that nourishes your body. So you're doing that with your mind, you're processing, and you're nourishing yourself by doing that. It's extremely mm-hmm. healthy. Otherwise. It's a tragedy if we've had a really beautiful exchange with someone, we've helped someone, somebody's given us some support. What a shame not to acknowledge that and be properly aware of it. And Mm -hmm. That's really nourishing and wonderful. And then the other thing is sometimes during the day you can pick up a few mini traumas that are unsettling you, and if they gather, then you're going to spin out of control eventually. Mm -hmm. It's like you're driving too fast on an icy road, so we have to slow down and we have to tidy up. You know, we both get plenty of work done and we both do plenty with our family and friends. There's a lot going on. It's not like we're sitting in a corner all day processing. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it when you're doing other stuff or, you know, you can be washing dishes, whatever, taking a bath and we're sorting stuff out all the time. Mm. But But I definitely heartily endorse what you just said of just taking a few moments before you settle down to sleep because everything we do is with effort. And it's exhausting to the body. People say, I'm trying to get to sleep. Why are you trying? When you try to go to sleep, there's no effort in going to sleep. Sleep comes when you're Mm -hmm. naturally tired and naturally content and you drift off into sleep. It happens. You can't try to go into sleep. It's not going to happen because there's effort and and a kind of dynamic energy involved, which is the opposite of sleep. So I think you share a very valid point there. Even if people just add that one thing to their day, it does make a difference.
0: It really, it really does. It's, it's made a tremendous difference in my life.
1: Yeah. And no matter how funky life is, there's always something to be grateful for.
0: Mm -hmm. Yesterday, um, my daughter brought me a a handful of lilacs that she picked on the way home and rode her bike home with her lilacs for mom. (laughs) And and that was, you know, those little things, those simple little pleasures um, that she thought to do that for me. And presented them. So from her place of being so proud that <laughs> she did something kind for mom. Yeah. Um, but I think, so I, I bring that up because, you know, as an example of, of just these, these lovely kindnesses, these wonderful gratitude. Um, I love, I call it joy spotting. That's nice. And uh, I spend uh, my days making sure that I am joy spotting whenever possible. And the, the, the littlest things will just put a smile on my face and maybe I'll share them or maybe that I, I won't. But a lot of the clients I work with that, um, that are feeling particularly low, I'll, I'll get them to start Joyce Body. That's
1: right. Really nice. I like that. Joyce Body. And we
0: Yeah. And then we, we, sh- we share and, and we go from there. So Ananga, this has been so excellent. I'm glad that we're doing this together. I would love very much to continue our dialogue and keep these Slayer sessions active and take this to the next level, because I think we uncovered some things that we can dive into a little bit more deeply with Ayurveda, with, uh, certainly with awareness, with um, anxiety triggers. Those are the three things that, that come to my mind right now.
1: I've got about 52 more, thanks to you. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Well, I look forward to, uh, to what comes next and wish you uh, a beautiful day and look forward to our next conversation.
1: Me too, Shan. Take good care till next time.
0: You too. Thank you for listening to The Slayer Sessions. If you like what you just heard, please pass along this podcast to a friend. You're welcome to visit our website at anxietyslayer.com. For more supportive tools and anxiety release exercises created to slay your anxiety.